everyone, and welcome to East Coast Office Hours, Fan Bites Friday Afternoon Podcast with me, Merritt Kay, and Danielle Riando. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm I'm okay. I slept in today. Okay. So okay. I only got up about an hour ago. <laughs> I'm on coffee number one. Sure. Right now. Yeah. And uh, I'm uh, noticing that the sun <sighs> is already sort of uh, down, uh, get it, making its way down into yeah. the horizon as we speak. I don't feel great about that. I hate it. I, I hate it so much. I don't love it. Yeah. I don't love it. Yeah. Uh, but what are you going to do? It's daylight. No, it's the opposite of it's daylight. Uh, daylight spend, killing time. Da- daylight spending, saving. What's the opposite of sp- saving spending? <laughs> we save up daylight. all our daylight in the summer and then we spend all. Wait, no. Yeah, right. Um, no one's quite sure how any of this works. It's just something that we do, and uh, we just have to deal with it. But uh, the part that's annoying is that we don't have to do this. Like, yes, there's less sunlight during this time of year. That that's physics. That's the way orbits and tilting and sure. all that kind of shit yeah. works. We don't have to. And listen, I understand but, that people that wake up early have a real issue with this, and that's the whole point. But I don't wake up early, and therefore, I hate it even more. If it were, you know what? Here, here's my thing. If it were reversed, I yeah. think that would be better. Uh, for me personally, I don't know what it would do to farming or anything, but... Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> think about this. If it were the other way around. So, yeah. uh, there's more light, in the winter mm-hmm. and it gets darker earlier in the summer, but that's okay because it's still warm, right? It's still warm. You can still yes. be outside at night yes. and then it's lighter longer in the day in the winter when you need that good, good daylight. That would be helpful. Why don't we do that? That would be helpful. I would, I would appreciate that. Now that one does have to do with the laws of physics, sadly. But still. No, well, okay, well, yes, but, (laughs) yes, and. Yes, and. I know that, yes, okay, the days are shorter in the winter because of how geophysics work and astronomy. But what I'm saying is that you could compensate for that by making it like by pushing the hours back, right? Yeah, so that I know, it's darker no, I know for longer mean. in the morning, but right. it's lighter for longer in the evening. Well, I think we should do that absolutely. Like the sun or can come up around ten a.m. Sort of, yeah. We can just sort of have a mass migration um, every yeah. year. We could do that yeah. also. What if we all just lived on kind of like a some kind of like floating? Island or or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we go to the southern of, hemisphere in one season. We yes. go to the northern hemisphere in the other season. Yes, yes, yes. I'm and all about it. All our yeah. sleep schedules are just totally confused and fucked up. Well, we're just it's just always it. summer, you know. Always summer. 
Or like some iteration of, you know, the spring and fall shoulders that are close to summer. I mean, what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong with this? This is a good idea. What could and possibly go wrong? That's something that <laughs> Bubsy says in one of his games. And then everything goes wrong for Literally Bubsy. everything. <laughs> Nothing goes right for Bubsy, really, if you think about it. Poor Bubsy. Yeah. Do you think he deserved better, or did he kind of get what was coming to him? Honestly, I don't know. He's Porky Pigging, which I can't really endorse. Right. Like, I think that's like a... Right. It's kind of a dark look for a mascot to just be wearing a t-shirt and no, no pants, pants. Because, like, yeah. what does that imply? Like, what? Like, what does that imply about Bubsy? I... Like, it's just unconscionable. Yeah. Like, the the implications of that are just really dark. And um, I don't care for them. But and now every Animal Crossing character. There are so oh, many outfits no. in this this game. Like, I have they literally, like, hundreds, hundreds of clothing items in my storage. Several hundred. They don't wear pants. They don't wear pants. You can't give them the cute pants, the oh, cute shorts. No. I have all these Muay Thai shorts that are so cute, and I want to share them with my villagers, with my, especially my jock villagers, but really everybody looks good in Muay Thai shorts. Everybody does. They just, they're a great looking item. I can't give them to anybody. They are all porky pigging. It's an issue. It's a real issue. I get upset about this. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> difficult uh it is on the topic of funny animals i uh when i got up this morning and uh we had our our daily daily (laughs) meeting uh everyone was making reference to the star trek dog (laughs) and yeah uh i don't know what that is okay i have i know what the star trek cat is because there is a really good cat in this week's episode of Discovery. Yeah. Uh, named Grudge. Like Grudge. an enormous Maine Coon. Oh, um, what a beautiful, beautiful. Oh, incredible. I know. Just like a really good. I'm just going to look at some pictures uh, of this cat right now because. Oh, my I God. I, I haven't. I don't watch incredible. Star Trek Discovery, but like uh, we publish reviews of it every week. Oh, this is yes. a great cat. Oh, my God. This is a great cat. Okay, I need to show you. Please do. Please do. <laughs> a really good picture of this character named Book, uh, who who is the, the owner of this cat. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, okay. Um, if you Google uh, Grudge Star Trek oh Discovery, God. this is the oh first picture God, that comes cat? up. This, this huge cat is just draped over this man's shoulders like a fucking like living like shawl. And it's just This like, is such up? a good cat. This is such a good cat. <laughs> I like to think cat. I like to think that because Star Trek Discovery so I'm not caught up. I'm only in season two. It's currently in season three. Uh, but I have been watching an inordinate amount of Star Trek in my life. And I like to think canonically that this cat grudge. Now, Star Trek Discovery, at least this season, I know is like far future. I like to think that cats in the far future are truly advanced. 
Like this cat grudge in my mind is like a sentient being who is like possibly a crew member. Now, Lower Decks does have a cat doctor. Like the doctor on the ship is a is a cat for sure. Okay, she's kind of like Pulaski. If you ever remember the Next Generation, that one season, yeah, where (laughs) Doctor Crusher, Doctor Crusher is off. Well, Crusher's actually in the first season. Then in the second season, it's like season two or three. Yeah, yeah, and then Crusher comes back, and I think that's what they're going for with that. But she's she's a cat. Like she's just a cat. She's a cat person. Um, Yeah. So yeah, in my head canon, that's cats in Star Trek. I see. I always thought that would be a fun Star Trek thing is to just have like um, a, a species that was just cats and like yeah. they're not cat people like they are just, just cats. cats, but like yeah. they have an advanced society, but like no one's really sure how it works because they never see them doing any work or anything. Yeah, um, exactly. And they're just sort of like communicating by like just being being cats, doing cat stuff. I am watching a video on CBS all yeah. access on YouTube of, of them yeah. getting this cat to do what they wanted to do. <laughs> and they're just waving tinfoil and treats around to like, try to make the cat look at the camera. <laughs> um, that Like as a double great. cat owner, that delights me so much. Yeah. So much. I do tricks with my cats. I've, I've taught my cats just a couple of very simple little tricks. Like very, very, very simple. We just do like a give paw at dinner mm-hmm. time and breakfast time. Um, it's very, it's very sweet and very simple. I wouldn't like, I don't know. I have a dog too. So like I'm very used to training a pet to do like little commands and things like that. And I just thought it'd be cute if my cats did it too. And so we do give paw and we do like certain little things. Getting a cat to do anything complex sounds like, I don't know, like the challenge level of that is just yeah. so intense. Like, I respect the shit out of people who, like, do, like, you know, much more intensive routines with their cats. Like, that's cool. I follow a lot of that on Instagram because that's my brain and where my brain wants to go. Mm. But, like, the amount of time that that must take to get a cat to do, like, Anything more than the simplest shit. It's just... Ugh. All right, so, Marriott... Tell the, me about uh, this dog. Tell me about the dog. The dog. Okay. I'm looking at a picture of a dog. The dog. That, um, and the video our, is the our reference. stand-in producer, LB, has, uh, has posted. Yeah. Now, this is a picture of Spock, the yes. Vulcan. Yes. Uh, holding a dog with... <laughs> It looks like this dog is wearing a wig, but I'm not certain that could be. It looks like they dressed up like a Yorkie Terrier in like an, a fluffier suit and put a wig on it and then put a unicorn horn on it and then put antenna on it like the Andorans have. Uh, yes, that is that is precisely what happened. So to give you the, the backstory here, um, I was I was watching an episode of Star Trek last night. It's early, you know, early original season, uh, excuse me, original series. It's the episode where there's like an evil Kirk and a good Kirk. And the way they figure it out is because they beam up this fucking dog and there's like an evil version and a good version. Of the dog? Uh, the, uh, the picture that LB shared at the bottom here is the angry version of this dog. Now, they tried to pass this fucking thing off as like an alien. They, like, really did. And, like, the skin tone of the dog does not even match the, like, hair tone of the ridiculous costume. 
uh, which is just a source of incredible humor for me. But the problem was I watched this right after I was like almost throwing up from laughing at a mm -hmm. really just stupid and wonderful um, TikTok of a woman laughing with just a, an incredible, an incredible laugh. Now, a thing in my life, and I think many people's lives, is that I truly get like life and energy and happiness from weird laughter. Like when somebody has like a an interesting laugh, I just want to hear it on repeat. I'm like a five year old who's like, play it again. Um, and so this tickled my fancy. And so I was already like crying laughing. My animals are all around me at this point. It's the evening. They're about ready for dinner as is. And like my dog is trying to nap on me and I'm like shaking and crying from laughter. And my cats are like hovering around trying to cuddle. And they're really concerned about me because I'm making noises. And then this fucking thing comes on. And I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't handle it. I could not handle how wonderfully stupid this costume was. Um, I just, this is everything about the original series of Star Trek. It's delightful. It's stupid. It's campy. They thought they could get away from it. It's just, it's wonderful. It's just wonderful. This fucking dog uh, is wonderful. So, yep, that's what I, uh, that's what I Yeah, had. there is a lot of background information on this dog on Memory Alpha of like- Oh, incredible. How they, apparently it was supposed to originally be a sheep-like creature. Um, and then they were like, oh, I don't know how we're going to do this unless we like take a dog and shave its hair off or something. Like, how are we going to do this? And uh <laughs> <laughs> then they they were like rewriting the script to like make it work, and then they found two dogs. But like, like they found, well, they were like, oh, we'll just get one dog to do both. But it's like, well, but we need two dogs, and like, you know, one of them needs to be trained to like charge at the camera. The other one needs to be trained to be like really gentle. But like, it was a whole fucking big deal. I love it. Uh, there's a lot of I of text. It. There's like Memory a thousand alpha. words about this dog. Memory alpha for y'all normies out there um, is like a massive just treasure trove of Star Trek information that that treats everything so very seriously. Um, and it's it's so good. It makes I me mean, happy. yeah, definitely in terms of like fandoms, probably yeah. probably the the most uh, I, I would say like certainly one of the longest running, if not the oh, longest running. Uh, I mean, it may be like Lord of the Rings people, but I feel like that's a much smaller community. Yeah. This is a pretty wide-ranging uh, group, for sure. Yeah, several generations now of, like, hardcore Trekkies, I think. Or Trekkers. I forget which one is the not, the term they don't like. One I is Trekkies, like one is Trekkers. I feel like that was a thing for a while, and now, now no one cares, but... Nobody cares again. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good, at least. Um, I hope. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm enough of a fan that maybe I should get to say. I, yeah. I, like, I think I have crossed that threshold at this point oh. in life. Yeah, no, you're probably the biggest Star Trek fan I know. Yeah, I'm a fucking giant dork. And I have close to encyclopedic knowledge of at least several of the series. If not, I wouldn't call it encyclopedic of a couple of the series, but I would call it encyclopedic of more than not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's say... Where, like, I know incredibly stupid details about these things. Um, 
it's just hey it gives me it gives me life it gives me hope much like an interesting laugh star trek gives me that little ray of sunshine in my life now are there any star trek characters with an interesting laugh oh that's a really good call hmm i feel like there are i feel like there definitely are um because there's, there's always, like, awkward, you know, moments with aliens. It's, like, a whole-ass, like, subgenre of Star Trek scenes. Mm-hmm. And some of them have to be laughs. Now, Klingons have, like, a very distinctive laugh. Like right. A sort of like the, the belly, like, oh, 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 oh. yeah. It's, they, uh, like, what's that guy's that. name? Um, there's that one Klingon guy who I fucking love. Um, <laughs> I mean, all, all Klingons are, are great. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, there's two. There's the guy with, like, the bug eyes. Oh, is that Gowron? That's Gowron. He's yeah. Fun. I think it's Gowron. He's good. He's got just like the just the wildest eyes I have <laughs> ever seen on a man. Um, and then the other one is uh, God. He's in uh, Deep Space Nine a lot. Um, yeah. He has a big beard and he's just like wolf. Except that's pretty much all. Martok. Of them. Yeah, General Martok. I think it's Martok. <laughs> I love General Martok. He fucking rules. <laughs> he has like really one good. eye. Um, <laughs> he's just like, wait, who played him? Um, this Robert. Um, oh, I'm thinking of the other actor. <laughs> Mar- <laughs> Martok, son of Urthog. Yeah, JG yeah. Hertzler, who was in several. There's like a few character actors who are like, seven or eight or more um, characters across Star Trek. Uh, I think he might be one of them. Right, uh, which yeah. Is, which is pretty good. Oh, wow, okay. Um, so, uh, Hurst Flair, uh well, in 2016, he endorsed Bernie Sanders, and then he, he was arrested alongside James Cromwell <gasps> and uh, a bunch of other people for disorderly conduct uh, oh at a, uh, a protest um, like a, it was like an environmentalism uh, protest Good for him. Uh, in 2016. <laughs> oh my god, what an awesome! I remember awesome that one. Person. James got arrested, yeah, because James Cromwell, uh, he was well, what's his name in a uh, first contact? Oh, in a right? uh, first contact, yeah, he was Zephyr Cochran. Zephyr Cochran, the guy who invents warp drive. He like, invents he's the warp a drive. Big he figure meets in the first history. Vulcan. And then in yeah. the mirror universe, he pulls out a shotgun and kills the first Vulcan. Yeah, exactly. God, that fucking episode. That fucking episode. That was uh, Enterprise? Episode. It was Enterprise. Yeah, that's like fourth season Enterprise. Like almost at the very end of Enterprise. Just so nuts. There's so much me. Star Trek that I haven't watched and that I, I like, kind of want to. Yeah, it's, um, it's been a I've good I've really time only for it. seen TNG and Deep Space Nine. Sure, sure, sure. So Voyager is a personal favorite because I grew up with it and love it and yeah. think it's I think it's better than people give it credit for but it's not nearly as consistent. TNG and DS9 are like the most consistent. Yeah. Probably. Um but I I um I actually really love Enterprise. I think it is the absolute goofiest and stupidest Star Trek like in terms of consistency, it is a goofy, goofy, goofy bullshit show, but yeah. it knows that it is, and it harkens back to a lot of the sort of campy charm of the original series, which, if you like the original series and 
you enjoy like the kind of stupid goofy stuff that happens there enterprise is actually a lot of fun so i will say that i had never seen it before this year and i just did like a a full watch so that's is that the one it's like the first enterprise is that yes it's a hundred years before the first you know tos stuff and they actually do an amazing job with production design kind of uh, doing a lot with costumes and sets and things like that because it really does kind of look like, oh, it's almost like a half step between NASA and Starfleet. Like they do like flight suits mm. and a lot of things actually look very, like the production design is very like sort of chunky and it's a show that <laughs> has some serious issues, but again, is so much fun a lot of the time that I actually do recommend it if if you like the goofy stuff. If you don't like the goofy stuff, it will do nothing for you. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also has T'Pol, who is a shockingly good character and has an interesting like arc throughout the, the four seasons. And of course, it does get canceled just as it's kind of doing something interesting, which is a little bit of a bummer. But mm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, Scott Bakula is in that one though, huh? Oh, yeah. They sure... So... We were talking about this. I have I have a little friend group. We watch a uh, an episode of Star Trek from any of the series um, and do like a little discussion group on Zoom every Thursday night. And we were talking about like what the fuck the demographic for Enterprise was. So this is a show that ran from 2001 to 2005, I believe. So it was cut a little short. It was like Bush era Star Trek. And it both appealed to like 20 year olds because it was just the most like cheesecake show ever like the like they they have no shame it's so horny people are half naked all the time both men and women are just ha- running around naked all the time all mm-hmm. the time on this show like pe- there's an entire room like an entire set that is like the <laughs> decontamination chamber where they rub blue gel all over each other as they are almost completely naked like it's like sports bra panties the dudes are wearing like tiny little like uh, boxer briefs it's just so gratuitous but then they cast scott bacula to get what the like 40 to 60 something crowd definitely like, i mean yeah nerds? that's like definitely what it was right you know so it's like okay so it's like like adolescent boys and their dads basically i mean but I think also it was anybody who likes to... men because yeah. the dudes are always shirtless too mm. so gay bisexual 40-something dudes and their bisexual 20-something sons. Huh. It's well, an interesting I mean, demographic. Let me just but, say. Yeah. I... Yeah, I mean, it, it was a bid to get people who are like, TNG is the only good Star Trek like on board, right? right? Just to have someone like of that era, even if it wasn't a Trek thing. It, it's like yeah. a nostalgic well or even before that like even like original series is the only star trek um right although i think so many of those things but i think a lot of the people a lot of star trek fans like in the last like 20 years grew up with tng yeah i agree and like hate discovery because it's not tng and uh how dare they and that's why the Orville, I think, was a little bit successful because uh, they were like, oh, this is made by a guy who's like artistic and cultural development stopped in the uh, late 90s or early 2000s. 
and uh, who just wants to make uh, TNG, but with like dumb jokes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, let's do let's do that. That fucking rules. Not this discovery shit with like mushrooms and stuff. Uh, God, which he like is in I don't know several you- Enterprise episodes, which is also funny to me. Wait, who is like uh, Seth MacFarlane? Wait, he's in Enterprise episodes. He's in like a few as uh like in in basically guest spots. He's always like yeah. some random guy in engineering, but he always has lines. Like he never doesn't have lines. He'll be there and he'll be like, "Here you go, sir. Oh, my report was really good." Like, oh my god, constantly. He's in like three or four episodes in that kind of thing. Ah, uh, cringe. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I. I guess I'm I. I'm the biggest fucking nerd for this. And I think Star Trek has a lot of problems. Like, it's actually, like, a ridiculously sexist series if you look into it too much. or And or, like, it's progressive and regressive, you know, within 10 seconds of each other. There's a lot of things that sure. were fucked up about it. Rick Berman is a fucking flaming asshole who made it, like, a really toxic environment for a lot of the women who worked on the series, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm... I'm a mark, I guess, because I also love all of the series. I don't think they're all equal. <laughs> like, I think there are some that really were much more successful at what they were trying to do. But I could sit down and put on any of the series and find things that I loved about it, which I suppose makes me a nerd in a lot of ways. I I don't know. I think, like, one of the things that is cool about this series is that it or the franchise is that it it does sort of try to shake things up and i think it is boring when they just do the same thing over and over again yeah um like even tng was was pretty different from the original series and then yeah deep space nine was like a huge difference voyager (laughs) was like in many ways pretty different yeah Um, and i think actually like part of the reasons that void like i think a lot of people just like knee jerk hate Voyager because of bullshit. But like, I think one of the reasons that like deeper like Star Trek fans don't like it is that it didn't push hard enough on its premise and that it Mm. just ended up being kind of like TNG. Like, like they didn't really lean into like the whole isolated with like scarce reserves and stuff like that. There's like those videos where they like do like then you know in the first episode they're like we have this many torpedoes and then they fire mm-hmm. like three times that number it's like why would you even say that if you were like uh yeah I don't know I think yeah the thing about I, Voyager, I get why people I get why people get upset when like their favorite thing doesn't do the thing that they like about it but it's also just like I don't know if I can like grow up a hundred percent I mean I uh, I say that. And at the same time, I'm just like, uh, like I hate, I hate the new Star Wars movies. But I'm just like, whatever. Who fucking cares? They're not for me. Um, yeah, I, I just like can't work up the energy to get mad about that. I guess so. Maybe that means I'm not as passionate a fan as some people. But uh, and LB has posted what appears to be a photo oh, yeah. of. Oh yeah. Uh, the Captain the, Archer. Captain yeah. Archer and someone else uh, with their shirts off playing, uh, what is that? The, it's a space lacrosse, basically. Space lacrosse. Okay, This cool. is from an episode where I swear to Jesus, this is like a 10-minute long scene in an episode. And it like <laughs> there are just like porn-ass shots of like, 
it's him and Commander Tucker, who's also like a hot boy. They're like hot boys together, maybe in love, if if you believe some elements of the fandom. And they're just like shirtless and gleaming and like just running around other shirtless gleaming boys just for 10 minutes. I could not believe how long this scene was in like a 40 minute episode of a television show in 2002 or whatever this season was. I think it's early. I, I took like myself, I took like 12 screen caps when I watched this episode <laughs> of just like the shirtless glory shots of these men playing a sport outside. It's so Top Gun. It is so Top Gun. It's like ridiculously Top Gun. Um, so again, the show really was for like very, a very interesting cross section. And yeah, like, I like, I agree. I don't, I don't care at all about Star Wars anymore. And I, I was a big Star Wars nerd as a kid, for sure. Like, we've talked about this a little bit. We've talked about my flight pants and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, um, it just, and it's okay. I, I, I'm fine with not caring about it very much because I have this other uh, wonderful fantasy universe that has been helpful for me during quarantine to just watch endless episodes of stupid space shit and enjoy it and have fun with it. Um, Star Trek for me has always been the perfect blend of like himbo slash bahimbo, you know, butch himbo. And, mm. like, just enough intellectual episodes. I watched The Measure of a Man last week, for example. Uh, which is, of course, classic. like a real classic about ethics and about uh, personhood. And Commander Data is, is, like, in a trial about whether or not he is a person with rights and things like that. And then it'll be, like, that stupid fucking space dog, you know? Like, even <laughs> The Next Generation did the same exact shit with, like, stupid-ass you know, really goofy costumes and production design stuff. And I enjoy both sides of that. There's like enough intellectual stimulation and then there's just pretty incredibly stupid uh, things to look at, which I don't know. It's just hitting me right right now. Um, I guess it always did, but especially right now. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Enterprise. It's it definitely watch it if you like stupid things. That's my pitch. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> That's a, a great endorsement. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> Merit, speaking of endorsements, uh, is there any work wow. uh, you wanted to promote <laughs> for this week? Yeah, that was That's it was right great. there for me. It, it was like in lacrosse when somebody, you know, gives you a shot. And I played lacrosse in college. That's why I Did you I know like that lacrosse. lacrosse is Canada's national sport? I did actually know that. Yeah. yeah. It started there. It's a yeah. it's a indigenous um yes. sport. Yeah. Uh, most people would say hockey, but no, it's in fact lacrosse. Um, yeah. That's what did I cool. do this week? Oh, the things I did. So many things. Oh, all the things. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah, sharing listen. that picture of the Star Trek cat made me happy. The Star I'm Trek cat, lie. very important. <laughs> uh, Dylan Roth continues to just lock it down with the mm -hmm. Discovery reviews. Which, like, I haven't watched a single episode of that show, but I really like hearing about it. Yeah. And maybe someday I will watch it. Um, speaking of TV, we also have uh, uh, Sean T. Collins reviewing his Dark Materials for us. Yeah. Which is uh, in its second season now. It's an adaptation of the uh, Philip Pullman Young Adult series, which I read, I think, when I was in college. And I really liked it. Have oh, you ever nice. read those? I have not, actually. 
Do you know what they're about? Not really. I uh, I guess that they're about magic, and that's about as far as it would they're go. They're kind of about magic. They're about okay. killing God. Huh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So all right. they're about, and I don't really remember all the details, and as far as I can tell, the TV series is now at the part where the movie ended because they did a movie adaptation in the 2000s and they were okay. going to do like a trilogy, but then the movie didn't do very well. Uh-huh. And so they never made sequels to it. And uh, it's about this little girl who lives in uh, Oxford, England, except it's not our Oxford. It's like an alternate universe where people's souls are like manifest as animals huh, okay. that like okay. follow them around and just like hang out with them. Okay. And, uh, uh, called, called, uh, demons or demons. I don't know actually how it's supposed to be pronounced. Um, but, uh, yeah, her, her demon is called Pentalimon and, Ooh. uh, everyone just has these. And then there's this church that believes that the demons are kind of like tied to sin somehow because uh, they don't really fully manifest until children become adults. And so they're working on all these weird ways to like separate children from their demons. Um, And then they like discover that there's like parallel universes and she meets someone from like our world who doesn't have a demon because he just, his soul is just like inside his body or whatever. And uh, it's eventually about yeah a plot to to kill god um wow and uh i'm pretty sure they do it i think they pull it off holy shit wow well, uh, that, yeah the, yeah that the sounds like the magicians who, in some ways maybe a little bit yeah i don't really know that much about that but sure, i think sure. probably there's some similarities um there's some god killing in that one i think sure. the the two adult, the two main adult characters in the movie were played by Daniel Craig and I want to say Nicole Kidman. Okay, I vaguely remember this movie happening. Yeah, there was a polar bear. There was. There are talking okay. polar bears. There's yes. witches. Yes. Um, okay. There's a cowboy. Good. Uh, who Good. is friends with the witches and helps Lyra, and uh, in uh. <laughs> The adaptation in the TV series, he is played by Rapidapadu Lin-Manuel Miranda. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Uh, But in the movie, he was played by Sam Elliott, which was very cool. Uh, Yeah, it's a a fun series. It's like a, I don't know, probably, I would say one of the more adult, young adult books that I remember reading. Um. But uh, yeah, we've got Sean, Shanti Collins reviewing that for us, which is great. Another show that I probably won't watch anytime soon, but I like reading smart people writing about. And um, yeah. he's a, a great TV writer. And um, it's, we're really glad to have him. Hell yeah. I, that sounds amazing. I, I obviously knew nothing about this show, but yeah, I definitely want to read his pieces on it because that sounds so cool. I, um, for my pick this week, I edited a two-part series uh, from Fernanda Prachas, our uh, MMA writer, who exhaustively looked at uh, several uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies from the 90s and sort of, uh, you know, really picked apart their strengths, their weaknesses, not the movies, but the main characters, and and thought about how each of these men, these leading men, 
uh, would actually make it in modern MMA. And like, this is a funny piece, but there's also genuine analysis. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> going through all, you know, all the fight scenes and looking at like, well, he's got great stamina here. He's got great improvisation here as he's able to, for example, in a movie called Sudden Death, where Jean-Claude Van Damme plays, I think he's like a retired fire marshal or something mm-hmm. who needs to <laughs> he needs to foil a terrorist plot at a hockey game and there's a lot of bad guys who are dressed oh in mascot outfits so he has to like kill a, a fucking penguin outfitted man with a friolator and like various other things in you know equipment you, you would find in a hockey game he like you know Muay Thai kicks people with hockey skates on it's just like incredible just i didn't know this movie existed uh there's several movies on here i didn't know existed obviously i knew about things like Bloodsport and kickboxer because those are the you know the seminal um jcvd uh combat sports movies of the 90s but truly there are some interesting picks on there and uh fernanda does some really high level analysis of these characters it's a really really fun read i also don't think you need to know a a single thing about MMA to enjoy them because they are also like breakdowns of these movies and these characters and just the wild shit that went on in movies during the nineties. So yeah, just a real, just a real uh, fun time with that. A really good uh, two part series. That's of course up on fanbite.com where you can read everything that we do in a given week. Ah, yeah. Yeah. That's my pick. I also enjoyed, well, of course, I also really enjoyed uh, our podcast this week on uh, trains, uh, planes, and automobiles because that was a very fun episode to do, I thought. Yeah, that was great. Um, it was a very fun movie yeah. to uh, to talk about. Yeah, so warm, inviting, a treasure, yeah. you might say. Well, uh, I guess speaking of treasures, are there any other uh, items of business on the list before we sort of close out for the week? Hmm. I think that's basically it. We covered the weird dog. Yeah, yeah. Covered the big cat. Yep. Um. Where's my cat? I don't know. She's, I know, right? Well, one of mine is is napping. She's all curled up. She's doing the cat curl, which is very cute. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> if only um, I could get my cat on Star Trek. That would be a dream. Yeah. Get your cat on Star Trek. <laughs> uh, well, until that day, until I get um, uh, Ori to a starship, I think we're going to close up office hours for business. Uh, if you do have a moment, dear friends, please uh, be sure to take a second and rate and review our podcast or tell a friend or tell family or tell, you know, whoever, tell your cat. I don't know if your cat likes podcasts. My dog likes podcasts, so it's not that wild of a thing. Uh, you can also listen to all of our stuff at fanbite.com slash podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, on TikTok at Fanbyte, on Instagram again now at Fanbyte, and of course on fanbite.com. You can watch all of our awesome streams on twitch.tv slash fanbite. Thank you to Jordan Mallory for producing and to LB for helping produce. This is like a co-production effort today. So I really appreciate both of y'all uh, for doing some awesome production for us. Uh, Merritt, where can people find you online? I'm on Twitter at Merritt K. Awesome. I am on Twitter at Danielle R.I. And until next time, office hours are closed for business. Bye.